freedom of conscience and religion is being challenged by laws and regulations imposed by secular society. It's time to hear from the top Christian litigators in the nation who have come forward to tell us the truth and help us defend our faith. Hear ye, hear ye. All rise. Faith on trial with Defender of the Faith, Deacon Mike Mano is in session. Good Thursday morning from the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. I'm Deacon Mike Mano, and this is Faith on Trial, and I'm here with Gina No, my friend and co-host. How are you, Gina? I'm very well this morning, Deacon Mike. This is a big day, the 27th of October. It's one year ago today that I had my stroke. Oh, and, well, you've uh, made quite a bit of progress yes, since then. Yes, and I want to thank everybody for their cards and letters and prayers and all that. Um, I'm, I'm still recovering. I still have a problem with my eyes. Can't read yet, but I'm still trying to work on that. I did get a Kindle, and uh, I got a book from Kindle with bigger print. And so I can read it a little bit easier. Navigate still it is, through. Still yep. is, yeah, still is a little bit difficult to do, but I'm still working on that. But anyway. But you I, can watch TV. I so, can watch TV. So you've been enjoying all of your hometown that, sports. That's right. And the other big thing this week, of course, is my Philadelphia Phillies have made the World Series. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're Such looking, joy in Philadelphia. Yeah, it is. It is. And and in <laughs> one, one household in West Des Moines, too. <laughs> That's it's a, great. It's a big, a big deal. So we will see how that goes. As I was saying before we started here, um, the Houston Astros would have to be, I think, uh, the favorites right now. But I think Philadelphia is an interesting team, and it has enough pop in it to come back and surprise people as it has done already. So yeah, they're on fire. A, it will be a good series. I'm looking forward to it. The last series I saw, I was in the hospital. <laughs> and, and so, and they didn't do as well. And well, the Phillies weren't in it. Yeah. And um, but I was I was rooting for the Braves last year because I wanted the World Series to end in Atlanta and have the Commissioner of Baseball have to come there and deliver the <laughs> trophy <laughs> into the city that he took the uh, All Star game from. So I thought that was would have been kind of interesting. But they they uh, they won it in Houston last year. So. They didn't get to do that. Well, I'm excited for you to be able to follow through on that. That's right. That's enjoy right. the next few weeks. I, kind of a distraction from the that, political yeah. scene. It is. It is. So that's right. Good. And and of course now we can start paying attention to politics when the World Series is over. That's or so they say. Today we got a good show. We're going to talk about some local people uh, who are doing something in schools. Uh, we have with us Kimberly Reichs, who is uh, the leader of a group called the Iowa Mama Bears who have been putting on, uh, I don't want to say quite a show, but uh, making quite a stir with the powers to be and how children are being treated in school and things like that. So we're going to talk with her and see what's going on there and what they've got coming up. Yeah, if you watch some of the news channels, you see that this uh, child grooming is going on in the schools, uh, indoctrination of uh, and sexualizing um, our, our very young children. And... Um, it happens here in Iowa, and Kimberly will be an eye-opening uh, guest for, for all of our listeners. Mm-hmm. And we talked a couple of uh, weeks ago about uh, the um, letter of the uh, notice they had in the Bettendorf schools right. about what they're doing there. And that's kind of the things that we've noticed all around that's going on throughout the country. We've never really 
got a handle on it here locally, and now we're going to. So well, I think it's so offensive Kimberly. to some of our teachers, too. So um, obviously to our parents, but some of our teachers, you know, so many of them are leaving the school districts. And I, I saw that the numbers came out on the achievements of students. I haven't particularly uh, zoned in on the Iowa uh, results of the national testing uh, results from last year, but... Um, Obviously, we're not teaching what we should. We're Something not is really wrong. driving yeah. in on, Some, on educating our children. And I think, um, uh, to uh, our governor's credit, the schools here were opened early, earlier than other schools around the country. And I think you're going to see a difference in the test scores in that in Iowa than you will in some of the other states. Mm-hmm. The other thing that you want to keep in mind, too, is that basically the parochial schools stayed open, and we don't have a seem, don't seem to have a problem with the parochial schools. Well, I did see a chart that the Catholic schools came in right at Target and yeah. um, outperformed all the public schools nationally. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they stayed open. Right. They stayed open. They're, They're not unionized. There's well, and no teachers union. There. Probably as a majority, they they stick to the basics and yeah. and teach those things that are tested on the well, standardized. Well, because they're the bare bones thing. You know, they don't have as much money to play with as the public schools do, and so they can't go too far afield. They got to stick pretty much to what is important, and they do a very good job at that. Yes, yeah. plus yeah. building future leaders. That's right. Hope. That's right. Do you have a prayer to open us up with? I do a prayer for peace today in the name of the Father and the Son. And the Holy Spirit, amen. God of peace, bring your peace to our violent world. Peace in the hearts of all men and women and peace among the nations of this earth. Turn to your way of love, those whose hearts and minds are consumed with hatred. Strengthen us in hope and give us the wisdom and courage to work tirelessly for a world where true peace and love reign among nations and in the hearts of all. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, Gina. We will be right back after these messages with the head mama bear, Kimberly Wright. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a full-service residential and commercial roofing contractor in the Des Moines area since 1988. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Thank you, Bell Construction, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio funded by Loris College, an innovator and leader in Catholic liberal arts education located in Dubuque. Dedicated to integrating the Catholic intellectual tradition throughout the curriculum, Loris College transforms students as active learners, reflective thinkers, ethical decision makers, and responsible contributors within our communities. Named the fifth best baccalaureate college in the nation by Washington Monthly, Loris College invests in graduate and undergraduate students to achieve a bright future. Learn more at loris.edu. That's loris.edu. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Paul Martin and Paul Mitchell, owners of Imogene Ingredients. Imogene Ingredients supply specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve maternal and young animal health in both conventional and organic production. And we are back. This is Deacon Mike Manor with Iowa Catholic Radio. I'm here with Gina Noe, and we have on the line with us right now Kimberly Reichs, who is the, I guess, the way to describe you is a head mama bear right now. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. Thank you for having me on. Yes, certainly. And thank you for what you're doing. All right, let's talk about the Iowa mama bears uh, first. What what are they, how they get started, and uh, how do people find out more about you? Well, we're just a small organization that we are just basically freedom-fighting parents who want to help our kids and the future of America. And how I got started was when my daughter was mask abused by the Ankeny School District um, a couple years ago. 
I fought against the system, and I helped get the law passed in the state of Iowa to take masks off kids K through 12. Um, my journey started there. Um, I thought after the mask, okay, we're good. But little did I know that was just the tip of the iceberg. I then found pornographic books in our schools, which I got uh, gender queer removed from our Ankeny School District. Congratulations! Um, and then, <laughs> thank you. And then I kept fighting um, because I kept finding more stuff going on in our school. So this last May, um, Ankeny High hosted a drag queen show that a lot of parents didn't even know about. And the only reason I found out is because I happened to be friends with the mom of the child that was the president of the GSA club that hosted this drag queen show. So I exposed them for who they were. And so we're just a grassroots movement. And you exposed them very well. That's how we, we heard about you. Uh, you were kind of flying on, under our radar here, and then we saw your performance uh, coming in mocking uh, the drag queen show, and uh, that made the national news, at least it made uh, Newsmax, I guess, and so that's how we yeah. found out about you, and, uh, and it's surprising that it took us this long, but we're glad we found out, and we're glad you're here with us now. So now what are you up to these days now? So I travel with the Reawaken Tour with Clay Clark and General Flynn. Um, I've been on 16 of the 16 um, events that they are hosting. Um, they have one coming up in Missouri on November 4th and 5th. And if you guys would like to go to that, um, you can go to thrivetimeshow.com. Use code Mama Bears to get a discount on your ticket. Um, so that I travel with them, and then I've also traveled with the Reawaken to, or the um, Truth Tour. So truthtour.net is another one that is a good one to see. And then I've just been active locally, just going to school board meetings, making sure, like, the schools are doing what they're supposed to with their kids. And now um, I'm a homeschooling mom. So I've got three of my five children who are currently in school homeschooling today. Okay, so that's almost a whole classroom for you, I guess, three, three that you're teaching at the same time. Uh, let's talk about the local schools here. You say you've been going around visiting with the uh, different school boards and that. What is the situation here in central Iowa? Do we have problems in the schools or not? Uh, yes, we have a lot of the um, C the CRT is coming in, but not under the CRT name. It's under the DEI, um, which mm -hmm. is basically the same curriculum just worded differently. And then we have the SLE, um, the social emotional learning, which is also very geared towards sexual based um, pronouns, what gender you want to be, that kind of thing. And so there, there are corruptions in our schools that need to be corrected. And the only way to get those corrected is to be involved and go to your school board meetings and let your voice be heard to say, we do not want this agenda pushed down our kids. We want reading, math, and writing. That is it. We don't need to know what pronouns or what sexuality you are for the day. We want to know how to make sure that you know how to spell your name, how to write your name, and how to do arithmetic. That's right. Uh, so let's name names. What are some of the schools around here that you're having problems with? Ankeny is the biggest one that I'm having problem with um, because I'm in the Ankeny area. So my main focus has been here in Ankeny, but I've also worked with um, parents in Bettendorf, Iowa, who also have had issues um, with violence in their middle school, with superintendents in their um, high school not doing what they're supposed to do. Um, I can speak mainly about Ankeny, though, um, just because that's where I'm at. And I know here in Ankeny, uh, we are having issues 
things with the drag queen shows coming in unannounced. We're having pornographic material being brought into our schools unannounced. Um, actually, it's under the um, guidelines of the National Sex Education. So if you go to the National Sex Education website, which you can find on my website at iowamamabears.com, that's mama, M-A-M-A, bears.com, you can see as young as third grade, they are going to start teaching children how to self-pleasure, um, what you can start to do to take um, uh, hormone blockers so that way you don't have to go through, or puberty blockers so you don't have to go through puberty so young. And they're starting them as young as third grade, grooming them into that that's the norm. And grooming is the correct word to use. Because that's exactly yeah. what's happening. Gina, did you have something? You have two daughters. So. I do yeah. have two daughters. One just about to leave the public school system here in Iowa, so I'm thankful. It's, it's just in time anyway. But, of course, she's going to enter the education level of the universities, which this is where it started. And um, so we got to be very vigilant. But it's given me an opportunity to have conversations with them about these topics that seem benign to them and really aren't. Um Kimberly, I love the work that you're doing, um, God's work, really. Uh, one of the things that I've noticed, and I'm wondering if you have seen it in central Iowa, um, at the high school level, they have these uh, straight gay alliance clubs in the high schools. And I've noticed that some school districts are um, bringing those clubs into the junior high and the elementary schools when children don't even need, at that level, need to be aware of um, these kinds of issues. Uh, are you seeing that at all in Iowa? Absolutely, because that is the program that brought in the Drag Queen show here in Ankeny back in May. It was the GSA program that brought in the um, Drag Queen show. And even though the GSA, according to the school, is a school-approved like group, Organization, they were right. not approved to have the show um, here in in Ankeny. So another thing about GSA is they're funded by the CDC. And so that to me says that this is bigger than just like a local area wanting to have a group to have normal, to help normalize or what they call normalize the the gay movement. And so this is something that it's going to be nationwide. And we have to watch real closely because these schools are adopting these Groups, And I believe it's because they're getting paid a certain amount of money to have these groups in their in their schools. And so we just got to fight back and make sure that, no, we do not accept these. We do not want these in our schools because it's not a place for kids to be groomed and indoctrinated with their, the ideology that they're trying to push down their throats. Now, you say funded by the CDC. This is the first time I've heard that. Uh, do you, mm-hmm. Is it a grant program, or did the CDC actively put these organizations together? What, how, what's the connection with it? And it doesn't sound like a medical issue. So how does this connect with the CDC? Well, if you look on the CDC, if you go to a GSA, um, just type in GSA funding, it will tell you that the CDC is um, supporting them. Um, I believe it's through sponsorships. So if their school has this um, GSA program, then the CDC gives them a kickback for having that program in their schools. Um, I believe the CDC is funding it because the GSA, I guess you can look at it as a mental illness. I mean, because why else would the CDC have it be funding the GSA? Because the GSA, to me, has no other 
no other correlation besides maybe a mental illness or a disease that they're trying to accommodate to. I can only imagine that it would confuse kids of you know, ages 4 through 12 or 15 um, to, to have these organizations well, on their and I And I think the medical science does show that children going through this uh, dysphoria uh, period in their life grow out of that. They have a lot of confusion in their life about what they are and who they are and whatever. And when they do are mixed up thinking about, you know, why am I not a girl or why am I this? Or, they, they do grow out of that. And that's something that if it's just left alone, um, they tend to figure that out as they get older and get more mature. But I think what happens is we, we jump in right away and we start uh, uh, talking about that and, uh, and starting to what in effect is grooming these kids to think th- this way and they never grow out of it, or at least they don't grow out of it uh, quickly enough. Right, and I know when I was younger, I went through a tomboy phase. Like I was a tomboy from I think seven or eight years old mm-hmm. all the way up until almost high school. I was a freshman in high school before I finally started I, I just remember this vaguely because I used to wear nothing but like black and white. Like that was my thing. And then I bought a pink shirt one my freshman year and my dad made a comment like, Oh my goodness, are you finally gonna start dressing like a girl? <laughs> and so it was one of those things like yeah. it wasn't because I was confused on what who I was. It was like you said, it was a phase in my life that I think every kid goes through. And it's just part of learning who you are and accepting what God gave you and growing with that. Because I can't imagine if I grew up how I did back in the early 90s, if I grew up today, my parents probably would have tried to get me on hormone blockers and really messed up my life because I feel like a lot of these kids who are getting the hormone blockers and puberty blockers and stuff like that, they're not realizing the permanent damage they're doing to their body and it's irreversible and that's not being taught to these kids they're saying oh well this is just going to stop it for a little bit and if you change your mind you can reverse it but that's not true you cannot reverse what these chemicals are you're putting into a a small child's developing body can do and so i just want to make sure that everybody knows like this is the kind of long-term effect that's going to affect these children for a lifetime. And the suicide rate among transgenders is extraordinary high. And it's not because we didn't accept them. It's because they're confused with their own body. And then they realize as they get older that that's not what they wanted to be when they, like my, my 10-year-old likes to run around being on all fours pretending she's a horse. But does that mean I'm going to go out and start getting her hormone blockers or hor- injecting her with hormones to make her a horse? No. So I think it's just a slippery slope that parents should just be very careful and mindful of. Yeah, I know we've had reports in other areas where uh, uh, DHS will come in uh, because of a, a report made by a teacher or a school and uh, and basically threaten to take the kids away from the parents unless they agree to hormone blockers and things like that and kind of force them into that uh, therapy and... Um, and it's not correct, like you say, and, and we've used this as an example before, the little girl that's a tomboy, uh, a very easy prey for a groomer to say, well, you know, maybe there's something to this and talk them into something. Right. And that's what's scary, too. And I feel like a lot of this is just pure pressure. 
I feel like a lot of these kids do it to so they're not um, like weeded out, I guess. Um, so because like my son, he's a freshman this year and he's got a lot of friends that are non-binary and so they don't identify as either or. And so because he says I'm a straight white boy, he gets picked on a lot. And so I can e- I can see how easily it is for children just to go along with it, just to get along. Instead of saying, nope, this is who I am. I am proud to be who I am. They are, if they do that, they're, they're often made fun of and, and outcasted. And so, like I said, a lot of these programs, I believe, are just feeder programs. And it's just saying, you're going to be a part of this group. And if you're not going to be a part of this group, we're going to exclude you from everything. And then you'll be an outcast. And no kid wants that. That's no right. kid wants to be an outcast. They want to please the parents, the the adults, and they'll do whatever mean it takes. So, I mean, if a little boy is getting more attention from his mom by pretending to be a girl, he's going to continue that pattern to get that attention from the mother. And instead of the mother just saying, well, I'm, pl- I'm glad you're, you're wanting to be a little girl, but you can also be a boy and I'll love you just as much. It's not being seen that way. It's seen I'm getting more attention by acting a certain way. Therefore, I'm going to keep doing it so I can keep getting that attention. So mm-hmm. to me, it's it's more of an acceptance from a parent or a, a, an adult figure that these kids are really thriving for, and they're not getting unless they pretend to be something they're not. Right. All right, let's talk about what parents can do right now. What are some of the things that uh, you advise parents to be on the lookout for? You know, a lot of People that have busy lives, a lot of single parents out there working long hours, and uh, the kids come home and they do their homework and they don't talk about much else. Uh, So what should they be looking for? What should they be asking uh, their children when they come home from school about? I mean, what I personally do with my kids um, when when they were in school, um, I would ask them how their day was. What did you learn? What were the highs of your day? You know, and try to get them to engage in more than just a Mm one-answer type answer, saying, saying, hey, how was your day? Who did you play with? What did you learn today? Instead of, like, the generic questions like that, say, hey, I heard you had – such and such at lunch was it good who did you sit by you know or i heard you had art to our language arts today what did you learn in language arts did you learn about reading and writing or who did you learn about you know get a little more specific and sure. watch i noticed with my daughter um last year when she was in first grade a lot of the times she would self-isolate so mm-hmm. she would come home and just go straight to her room And I chalked that up to mainly because of how she was treated her very first year. Because when she got the medical exemption not to wear a mask in school, they literally segregated her from the class. They put her on one side of the room and put the class on the other. So then I started noticing a pattern with that, that Olivia started doing the same thing at home. She felt self-isolated. And so she felt really shut off. So it feels almost like she was being programmed to do that. So then when somebody gave her... A little bit of attention at school. She really grasped on sure. it. All right, she we're, really clings We're running person. out of time here. Uh, but I want you uh, real quick again. Give the uh, uh, web page that you have so people know how to get a hold of you. Yeah, that's Iowa Mama Bears. That's I O W A M A M A B E A R S dot com. Okay, and you have an. I know you have a, a big website there, and you've got some podcasts and things like that. 
and there's an address that people can contact you if they want more information, right? That is correct. And we do a podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It's called Mama Bear Talk on Rumble. Very good. Appreciate your time. Thank you for joining us today. God bless you and your work. And keep us posted in what you're doing. Thank you. We'll be happy to have you back. All right. That's Kimberly Rikes, who is the head mama bear in Iowa. We will be right back after these messages. Hello, this is Steve Ray. Join me in Iowa Catholic Radio on the journey of a lifetime with a Footprints of God pilgrimage to the Holy Land. November 11th through the 20th, 2023. We'll visit the places where our Lord performed miracles, including the Mount of Transfiguration, the Wedding Church in Cana, Tabga, where Jesus multiplied the loaves and fish, and of course, the Holy Sepulcher. The scriptures will come alive as I offer expert teaching along the way like I always do. Visit iowacatholicradio.com for all the details. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Knights of Columbus, Borman, Pfeiffer Agencies, serving Catholic families in Iowa, offering life insurance, long-term care insurance, disability insurance, and retirement annuities. The Knights of Columbus is a fraternal benefit society able to provide financial security to members and their families. Learn how Knights of Columbus agent Justin Wadley can help. 563-689-6801, or kfc.org. And we're back. You're listening to Faith on Trial on Iowa Catholic Radio. Gina, interesting program again today. We're not going to have time to do uh, the script cases that we have. Uh, maybe hold those over till next week, but still an interesting. You know, well, check out our Facebook. They're all there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. They're on Facebook. Uh, so let us know what you what you need. And then uh, next week, uh, we don't have a guest yet, but we'll have somebody. We'll do the same thing next week. And then let's end right now with our Defenders Prayer. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. Be God, rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell, Satan, and all the evil spirits who roam about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Amen. That's it for uh, today. We will be back next Thursday with another edition of Faith on Trial. Until then, have a blessed and peaceful week. Our freedom of conscience and religion is being challenged by laws and regulations imposed by secular society. Faith on Trial with Defender of the Faith, Deacon Mike Mano. Faith on Trial on Iowa Catholic Radio, iowacatholicradio.com, and the Iowa Catholic Radio app.